Welcome to episode 126 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, a little small talk about small backpacking gear companies. Then we'll share some benefits of buying from cottage gear manufacturers. Next on the Summit Gear Review, we'll review a piece of gear we found by accident. Then we'll share a hack that will reduce your productivity at the office today by 20%. We're sorry. (laughs) All this and that's about it. Today on the first 40 miles. I don't know how I didn't see this before, Josh. Today is April Fool's Day. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say something at the end of the episode. (laughs) Shoot. I love this holiday and I love to plan, you know, little things for our family. But I don't know how I missed it on our calendar for the first 40 miles. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess expect expect nothing today. Expect no surprises. There's nothing. I, I don't even have anything up my sleeve. It's Yeah, we're sharing real information today. Yeah. No fake stuff. No fake uh, news. No fake news. (laughs) Nothing. No, and I think today's episode is really helpful because when I first started backpacking, I had a friend that was pretty new to backpacking as well. And one of the things that we kind of were trying to figure out was how do you find gear that's not in REI? You know, how do you find that perfect little trowel or, you know, some new thing, new little cool piece of gear to take with you that's not in the big outdoor stores? You walk into those big outdoor stores and you could think that um, everything that's been made for backpacking is on the shelves in that store. And you'd be totally wrong. There's only so much space in those stores, which means there's a whole bunch of stuff that's somewhere but how do you find it? Right. And even within that outdoor store, you're just going to have a small little sliver of the store that's dedicated to hiking and backpacking. And the rest is going to be bikes and skis and hunting, fishing, all sorts of stuff. So today we wanted to focus on cottage gear, which is completely different from cottage cheese. In fact, cottage cheese is disgusting. Cottage gear is awesome. And cottage gear refers to micro to small sized companies who make backpacking gear that's not sold in the big box stores or in those chain stores. Sometimes finding these cottage gear companies can be like finding a hidden treasure. So what exactly is a cottage gear company? They can be a little bit hard to define because they're all just a little bit different. Not all cottage gear companies are the same. Sometimes these cottage gear makers have a full-time job or they're retired and then they just make this one little product just for fun. You know, just as like a little side job, a little hobby. Sometimes these cottage gear companies make specialty gear that may not appeal to the general population. Uh, You know, like maybe a company who makes backpacking gear for dogs or little hiking boots for ferrets or something, you know, something that you may not see in REI, but 
someone out there wants it. And so these little companies, they just keep making it. Sometimes cottage gear can refer to experimental gear. Like maybe there's a hiker out there who found a way to repurpose his worn out wool socks and turn them into a pot cozy. And now he's selling them on Etsy to his friends and the World Wide Web. And he's found this little niche market, you know, a way to reuse socks and help people keep their pots warm. Cottage gear could also refer to gear that would be way too expensive if it were sold in a retail store with all the retail markups. An example of this would be like the Chi Whiz titanium trowel that we reviewed. The casual backpacker is not going to want to pay $50 for a titanium trowel if he finds it in an outdoor store. However, Chi Whiz can make a small batch, sell them for $25 each, and, you know, maybe it's more than you would pay for a little plastic trowel, but you get that good feeling that comes from supporting a small business and a fellow hiker. And when you buy cottage gear directly from the website, you're not going to get all those retail markups. Cottage gear often means made in America. And to be more specific, made in America, in someone's garage, on a table that's set up right next to those boxes of Christmas decorations and all the kid bikes, and maybe a non-working 92 Ford Tempo. I'm just trying to paint the picture here. (laughs) But cottage gear is real. It's people, individuals making this stuff, often by hand or with machines that are in their garage. And it's so... I guess it's at the heart of the American dream. These people are making something that someone needs. Maybe not a whole bunch of people need it, but someone needs it. And Heather, I know that you've just really enjoyed finding cottage gear products. In fact, we've reviewed quite a few cottage gear products on the Summit Gear Reviews in this podcast. What was the initial motivation for you to seek out cottage gear? Well, this isn't going to be a surprise to you. The idea that someone thought of an idea, created it, and turned it into something that other people could use. Ah, the creativity. Yes, I find that so exciting and fascinating just that these people are out there making something, developing, going through that creative process. And they're also getting feedback from their customers and then doing more tweaks and improvements on this gear that they're producing. So how have you found cottage gear? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. Because, yeah, you can't just walk into an outdoor store and find this stuff. I've had great success going to forums, like backpacking forums, and just kind of browsing around. For example, someone might ask, uh, have you guys heard of any ultralight backpacking tables? So then you'll get like 20 different responses from people giving their suggestions. And, you know, one person at the very end of the thread says, hey, have you ever heard of this? And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, no, this is awesome. How come I've never heard of this before? So it is a real challenge to find these cottage gear companies. And one of the reasons is because oftentimes they don't have a huge marketing budget. They just kind of go based on word of mouth or, you know, these forums. A lot of times they'll get some attention in the forums or in podcasts like ours. Another great place to discover cottage gear manufacturers is on Kickstarter. 
And not every company on Kickstarter is going to be a cottage gear manufacturer. There are some larger companies that like to test out gear or they use Kickstarter as a, um, a product launch opportunity. And so you'll see big companies on there, but you'll also see really small little cute companies that only make a few things on Kickstarter. So definitely that's a good place to find some unique stuff. And there's a few other resources that can help you just become aware of the different companies that are out there. Some of these resources are fairly new, but you've got a couple you wanted to share today. Yeah, garagegrowngear.com. They're a newish website that sells gear that's from either cottage gear manufacturers or from small-ish companies, but it's going to be stuff that you probably haven't seen in the big box stores. And then, of course, if you do a Google search and type in cottage gear backpacking, you'll find a few blogs that will have lists of cottage backpacking gear companies. And we've added a couple of links to today's show notes from some blog entries that have a nice oh, inventory, I guess you could say, of cottage gear companies. One from the Hiking the Dream blog and another from Blackwoods Press. One of the challenges, I guess, with having a, a gear directory is some of these cottage gear companies may have evaporated. And so it's kind of hit and miss with this. You'll have to go see if they still exist. And um, hopefully you'll find some really interesting stuff. I know we did when we were looking around. And if you're interested in a podcast that would expose you to some new and upcoming upstart brands, uh, you could check out the Ready Yeti podcast. It's not spelled quite how you might think it is spelled. It's uh, R-E-D-D-Y, and then Yeti is Y-E-T-I. So the Ready Yeti podcast, uh, the host, his name is Josh, <laughs> not me. He uh, interviews people behind startup or smaller companies that are bringing new innovation to backpacking gear, as well as other gear, such as uh, for skiing and, and bicycling and other sports. So we'll include a link uh, to the Ready Yeti podcast in today's show notes as well. You can find today's show notes at thefirst40miles.com slash 126. For today's top five list, we wanted to share the top five benefits of buying from cottage gear manufacturers. And I want to jump right in with the very first one. The very first benefit of buying from a cottage gear manufacturer is that you are supporting the American dream. These cottage gear manufacturers keep it small and not because they can't grow bigger, but often it's because they're family owned. Sometimes they just operate out of their home or a small shop in town. And they came up with a unique idea, either for clothing or packs or a tent, something that the big guys weren't doing already. And they decided to throw their hat over the wall, put in their time, their creativity, their resources, maybe even they emptied out their 401k. But they believed in this dream enough to really take some significant risks. And they often invite friends and family into this happy mess. And then we get to benefit from it. We get to see the kinds of things that they create and then incorporate it into our own gear. And for our non-American listeners, you're supporting the American dream too. <laughs> the, the idea, the concept behind the dream that you can have an idea that you think will benefit the world, you can develop it and put it out there and be rewarded for your efforts. I love it. I think this is so inspiring. 
The second benefit of buying from cottage gear manufacturers is that your purchase allows them to continue innovating. So when you buy something from them, you're helping them to push their creative resources toward things that maybe larger companies don't even have an interest in. But it's important enough to that person and important enough to you that you're both willing to put your resources into this continued innovation. In episode 112, we interviewed Taylor from No Zip Sleeping Bags, and he talked about the process of developing that prototype and then taking it out there, eventually getting out to friends and others who tested it, getting their feedback, the first round of Kickstarter, and then coming back and saying, well, what's next? How do we incorporate the feedback to put out the next version of the product or the next new product that uses the same concept of magnetic closures in some other application? So the people who supported NoZip through the first Kickstarter campaign are allowing Taylor to continue innovating as he goes into either new products or new improvements to that first product. The number three benefit of buying from cottage gear manufacturers is that you typically have more connection with the company. That means that if you email the company, you might just get a response from the owner of the company, not just a customer service agent thousands of miles away. It also means that your suggestions for gear improvement go straight to the top. And I think that's really cool you have a lot more influence over what these cottage gear manufacturers create than you ever would if you wrote a very friendly email to one of the larger companies. I think of the difference between big and small companies like the difference between big and small boats on the water. And those ocean liners or those cruise ships, you know, the big guys, they can do stuff that the small ones would never be able to do, but they cannot maneuver quickly. There's just no way around that. So they can carry you across oceans. They have this huge capacity. Uh, They can go places no one else can go. That's really cool. And yet I can take my canoe lots of places that they can't go. And I can turn it almost on a dime. And so the small companies, they have that agility. They, They don't have all the power of the big companies, all the capacity, but they do have the ability to change quickly. Well, the number four benefit of buying from a cottage gear manufacturer kind of goes along with number three as well, in that you may be able to order customized gear. Not all cottage gear manufacturers can customize their gear. It still takes resources and money and equipment to do some customizations, but it doesn't hurt to ask. So if there's a feature that you want or, you know, a zipper that you want to be Velcro instead, Go ahead and ask, see if they'll do it. And you know, if they don't or they can't, then maybe it's an opportunity for you to uh, be a cottage gear manufacturer. Test the waters, that's right. As long as you don't steal their idea. That's right, yeah. Yeah, there has to be enough innovation and enough difference between the products that you're not stealing their hard-earned ideas for sure. And the number five benefit of buying from a cottage gear manufacturer is that you are going to get something that can't be found in a large outdoor store. I'm just going to make a blanket statement here. It's not always true, but I'm guessing that because their name, you know, an actual single person is attached to this product, you're going to get something that's high quality with 
a touch of handmade charm. Seems like those two things kind of go together with cottage gear. You're going to get something that an individual stands behind, and it's going to have things that you may not see in products that are mass produced. Would you consider Zero Shoes to still be a cottage manufacturer, or have they grown out of that by now? <laughs> yeah, the line for, you know, cottage versus small company versus massive empire, it's all so blurry. I think cottage gear is almost a mindset. You know, if you get an email back from the president of the company, then I would say that is a cottage gear slash small company. I was thinking along those lines, too. Yeah. The Zero Shoes obviously has grown, and so they've got, you know, product launches that come out with uh, inventory and manufacturing has been set up and all of that that's maybe more like a larger company. And yet, um, I feel like I know Stephen. So I was at this conference a couple of weeks ago, and I decided I'm packing my Zero Shoes, and I wore the Zero Shoes at the conference. And I had two different people comment on my shoes and say, wow, I really like those. They look really comfortable. Anyway, that's underscoring your point here, number five, that you're going to find stuff that you won't find in the stores, and yet it's really cool stuff. Right, stuff that's not mainstream. And I've shared this story on the podcast before, but I just think it illustrates the mindset of these small companies. I called Enlightened Equipment just to ask them a quick question, and then I was like, eh, and I hung up the phone. Within like 30 seconds, they called me back and said, hey, we missed your call. I was astonished. It was, it's just that kind of stuff that makes you realize that you're dealing with a small company, people who are invested in what they do and they believe in what they do, and they really want to connect with their customers. So yeah, you may not get an email back from the president of the company. Maybe I was I don't know, exaggerating a little bit, but you you will feel more connected with a cottage gear manufacturer. Now, there are a few downsides. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. One of the downsides of being small is that you can disappear quickly. Mm. Just as quickly as you came around, you can go away. Well, what does that mean? If you bought something from a small company, you really like it, but then a couple of years later, a piece broke and you need some service on that gear, and then you come to find out the company's out of business, well, then you're stuck. You'll have to repair it yourself. Another downside, I guess, would be that, you know, since these are such small companies, say one of their items gets picked up by Backpacker Magazine, or we mention it on the podcast, and all of a sudden this company is swamped with orders and they have to uh, delay shipping. You know, it's 12 weeks out. Well, that's three months until you get that item that you ordered and there goes a season of backpacking. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Three months from April is July. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen, but there's the potential of that happening with smaller companies. And another downside is sometimes you just bump into these companies completely by accident. They don't have huge advertising budgets. And so even though you may have a need, you have no idea that they even exist to fulfill that very specific need that you have. So it's just sort of accidental sometimes that you finally bump across a company that is just exactly what you were looking for, but you had no idea where to look for it. So the downsides are relatively small when you look at all the benefits that come from buying from a cottage gear manufacturer. You're really supporting the American dream. Your purchase will allow them to continue innovating. 
you'll have a little more connection with the company, you may be able to order customized gear, and you will definitely find something that can't be found in a large outdoor store. So of course, we're going to review a piece of cottage gear on today's Summit Gear Review. For today's Summit Gear Review, we'll be reviewing the Cascade Wild Ultralight Backpacking Table. And this is one of those pieces of gear that we found completely by accident. I was checking out Liz Thomas's blog, which is eathomas.com, which by the way is an incredible blog. It's inspiring. It's got solid, high quality info. Anyway, I was checking her blog out and she had mentioned this ultralight backpacking table. And it's funny because I'd been kind of trying to find an ultralight backpacking table. We looked at the Helinox table or the Helinox, which is still pretty hefty. Snow Peak also makes a backpacking table, which is a little bit lighter, but I just couldn't find something that was actually light enough to justify going into my pack. So anyway, the Cascade Wild Ultralight Backpacking Table is made by this guy who lives about 30 minutes from our house, we found out. He's retired and this is his only product. And the reason he makes it is because he knows people want it. People will buy it and they love it. It's a really creative product. So as far as structure goes, this ultralight backpacking table is made of white corrugated plastic. So it looks like corrugated cardboard, you know, cardboard boxes, but it's not cardboard. It's not going to melt away in the rain. Right. It's, it's corrugated plastic instead. It has six plastic snaps on it. So four of those snaps will be what put the legs together. And then two of the snaps will help keep the table closed when it's in your pack. And it's cool. Those same two snaps that help keep the table closed also are what allow you to hook it up to another Cascade Wild Ultralight backpacking table. So you could have like a long string of these tables and I don't know, fillet a shark or something. It's it's pretty cool. Wow, your backpacking banquet table. <laughs> exactly. For utility, this table gets your stuff about three inches off the ground. And there are lots of reasons why this is useful, which we will talk about at the end of the Summit Gear Review. So I know some of you are thinking, why would I bring a table on a backpacking trip? That's like bringing a kitchen sink. <laughs> exactly. But there are some legitimate reasons, and this is going to resonate with some of our first 40 milers. The table is very easy to snap together, very easy to take apart. It's nothing like an Ikea table. You can do it without an instruction book. Here's the cool thing. It's all one piece. Yeah. So you're just unfolding it and pushing a couple snaps together to set it up. And then to take it down, you just undo those snaps and it folds right up. Yeah, it's very intuitive. And you don't have to worry about losing pieces or parts. As you probably guessed, this table is not heat proof. However, you can put your stove on it as long as your stove doesn't get hot on the bottom. So any stove that uses an isobutane canister is probably fine. How well do you think it would hold up to boiling water to that type of heat? So if you were using a stove on top of it and you were boiling water and the water started bubbling and boiling over... I think if water boils over and hits the plastic tabletop, it should be fine. But putting hot things on top of the table, not fine. 
So taking your pot of boiling water and then setting that pot down on the table. Not fine. Yeah, because it's got all that heat energy of the water in the pot. It's it's not going to quickly dissipate like it does with a little splash of water boiling over. Right. I would use your bandana for this. Just use your bandana as a pot holder and set it on the table first. For mass, the Cascade Wild Ultralight Backpacking Table measures 12 inches by 7.5 inches when it's set up. So it's not a huge table, but enough space to do a little bit of work or dinner prep or like for me to put in and take out contacts or, you know, things like that, where it's helpful to have something that's keeping your stuff out of the dirt. The label on the table says that the average weight is 2.3 ounces, and we always check weight when we review gear. So Heather sat this on our scale, and it said 2.3 ounces. Jim gets extra points for that. Having something come in at the exact weight that it says on the package, on the labeling, that's pretty awesome. Well, I think it's funny because he even hedges his bet by saying average weight, 2.3 ounces. Many manufacturers just state the weight of their product like really confidently. (laughs) And then we weigh it, and it can be off by 10 or more percent. As far as maintenance goes, this table has a weight limit of 10 pounds, so don't sit or stand on it. And then the table is completely waterproof. For investment, I was pleasantly surprised because a lot of times backpacking gear, especially if they label it ultralight, can be pricey, like pricier than you would expect. So this table comes in at $10. I expected $25. So I was pleasantly surprised when it came in at $10. Does that include shipping? Nope. How much is shipping, Josh? (laughs) Well, $4 for first-class shipping anywhere in the U.S. Uh, More if you want priority. See, for $14, you get a backpacking table. That's a pretty good deal. And it's ultra-light, which means it is cheaper to ship. But also, it's going to be a really cool thing to take on your backpacking trip. It'll help you with meal preparation. If you wear contact lenses, it's going to provide a nice, clean surface for putting out all your stuff. It's the perfect size for note-taking, so you could use it as like a little clipboard kind of thing. You can use it to lay out your medications. Uh, You could do art projects with it, set out your photography gear. There aren't a lot of flat surfaces out in the forest. There are no flat rocks and no flat ground. Everything is just so lumpy-bumpy. And so sometimes just having a flat surface A clean, flat surface is just what you need, and this may be the perfect piece of gear for your next backpacking trip. So we'll have a link to the Cascade Wild Ultralight Backpacking Table in today's show notes at thefirst40miles.com slash 126. For today's backpack hack of the week, we have a great way to waste your time. This is so much fun. Josh, you are the one that introduced me to Boots McFarland. Where did you hear about it? I heard about the Boots McFarland comic on episode 41 of the Cascade Hiker podcast in January. I was just so surprised that I had never heard of Boots McFarland before. I I think I was living under a backpacker's (laughs) rock somewhere. So Boots McFarland is a lighthearted, relatable, one-panel comic for backpackers. We love it. It is so clever, so funny. Boots is the character in the comic. She is a wilderness backpacker. She's always got her pack on, got braids in her hair and hiking boots on. So cute. JoLynn Carvin is the creator of the Boots McFarland comic. 
And I think she must have gotten all of her ideas from personal experience. You can just tell by reading it. Like the one where Boots is hiking up a hill and she's saying, we must be close to the top. This can't go up forever. And the guy behind her says, stop saying that. (laughs) That is so relatable. And you're going to love just browsing around and looking at all the different comics that she has on her website. It's at bootsmcfarland.com. If you want to listen to Rudy's interview of JoLynn Carvin, then check out episode 41 of the Cascade Hiker podcast. And if you haven't quite made it out on your first backpacking trip of the season, this comic will definitely fill in the gaps until you can get back out on the trail again. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, Our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising up every time we fail. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been on a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. unique. They all are doing it for a different reason. They all have uh, <laughs> Jolyn Carver is the creator of the Boots McFarland comic. Jolyn Carvin. Car- creator. <laughs> Jolyn Carvin. Yes, Jolyn Carvin. Jolyn Carvin. Jolyn Carvin. <laughs>